So one thing that really bothers me from like Twitter is like how people are like, oh, don't ruin 2021 already. Don't ruin. I mean, I don't even know what that means. Like they're saying, oh, don't let this, this oh, disease yeah, ruin, ruin, ruin 2021. 2021. I want to have, I want to look forward to this year. I want 2020 to end. But like, you know, <laughs> all the problems that are in 2020 aren't just going to like magically disappear on new year's day so well they're probably gonna get worse yeah it's gonna get worse for sure for worse um i was i was talking about how covid came about Mm -hmm. and and like we know that covid and all these sars viruses come from like the way we farm animals basically and we slaughter them yeah it's creating all these viruses yeah and uh, and like that's the problem nobody wants to talk about like nobody ever talks about anything close to that and it's like uh, well, if we don't talk about that, yeah, we're going to keep getting like worse and worse viruses because that's where mm-hmm. they're coming from, you For know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah, this virus is going to like, I mean, I guess not this one specifically. Maybe this one specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But like, even like, it's like, it's like even the virus is not like a one-off thing, you know? It's not like a, a supernatural, like crazy event that like a lot of people seem to think it is like, oh yeah, well, you know, the last one was a hundred years ago. This oh, one, there's gonna just, be another one. There, there's just gonna be more. Like it's like it's not even gonna be like twenty years. It's like gonna be like they're gonna be like five years. The next global pandemic is gonna be soon mm-hmm. because of the way that like the these viruses are coming about. You know? Yeah. And people think the next one is gonna be like oh fifty years out. You know, a hundred years away. No, like <laughs> they're gonna keep getting worse and worse. It's gonna be so bad. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna keep getting worse, but they're gonna keep happening. And like similar amounts of people are gonna probably die. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's pretty depressing. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, people. I I don't know. I I guess you can't be all doom and gloom either. You know. <laughs> That's why you have hope in to your people. Try to like get involved. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, transitioning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the heat wave an Arizona-based Revolutionary Socialist podcast. Today, we're talking about this very interesting year that we just had. The year of all years. A lot of bad shit has happened. That's actually a very underplaying. There's a lot of shit that happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff happened this year. <laughs> immediately, immediately, this beginning of this year, it was like, oh, people, like when, when Soleimani was killed, Oh yeah, yeah, damn. That's that's what started off the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when was uh? When what what day was that? I think that was like. Was that in February? Or was no, that no, January? that was like January first or second. Oof! Oh shit! Yeah, that's. I, right. I rem- and I remember like Twitter was like, "Oh my god, World War Three and I was like, oh, "Fuck that! No, that's." I don't. That's, I, didn't think, I didn't think. I didn't think war was gonna happen. No, war was not gonna happen, but but there was gonna be sanctions for sure. Yeah, and I was like, I, I was, I was, uh, I was very worried that there was gonna be like an invasion of Iran. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I was like, oh, an, fuck. an invasion of Iran, Iran? Yeah. like from us. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from was, us. Yeah. Not because like we killed Soleimani, and and then I was like, oh, they're just trying to invade Iran like that. They're just trying to provoke so we can invade. Like that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do, you know. And so I was like, ah, they're like going to be really pushing really hard this year to invade Iran. But then yeah. COVID happened and 
I don't know. I think that threw a wrench. Yeah, that, yeah. That basically, that basically changed the whole narrative of the whole year. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, speaking about COVID, uh, yeah, COVID has really exposed many things uh, about our society. <laughs> and yeah, that we live in one for one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a society. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean. From the get-go, I, I was like, oh, fuck, shit's going to pop off, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. I think there's going to be, like, it's going to be it's gonna be a quick year, you know? And I think that's that was true. I, like, it felt long, but it also felt fast. You, you feel me. that a lot have happened? What do you a mean? A lot of things have happened? Hell yeah. No, like, changes-wise. I think... Um, because I feel like nothing has changed. People have become much more... They've... Uh, they've reach much more conformity oh like, you think so yeah I, like people, I don't think so people are trying to make like oh covid like initially people are like covid was like a big deal but now nobody like cares about it oh i see what you mean i don't know i think a lot of change is gonna happen uh or a lot of change is coming because of how bad um i think in the future there will be a lot of change but like 2020 i don't really think there much has happened okay, much has okay. changed in in it in what terms? I mean, like two hundred people have died, right? Two hundred, like two hundred k have died. Yeah. yeah, in 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 the U.S. Right, and like the the economic situation is like way worse yeah, than at the beginning sure. of to twenty twenty. Right, right. Uh, there's a new president. Yeah. Right? Um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, people are just like pretty much aware that like the Dems and the Republicans are the same thing. I feel like. Whether they're falling out because you see the the splintering off of like the Trump movement from the GOP, and then you see like people going really hard at like the like the progressive Democrats online too right now, mm-hmm. right? So like those are like the two that that I'm seeing. That those are the big changes that I've seen. You know? Yeah, but like, I mean, like, in I terms of, the, I feel in, like I feel like we are trying to we have reached a new low like of acceptance of our conditions because because like yeah in twitter in like political spheres i feel like there's much more like and much more like anti-establishment sentiment much more of that but like when i talk to like regular apolitical or just people that aren't really much involved in politics it seems like they're like they're just normalizing they're like yeah people a lot of people died but we just have to deal with it that's it well yeah i mean that's 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 how people always are no but like they deal with that and they don't they don't they're not critical of society they don't analyze it critically they're just like that's how it is the apathy is like normal like that's what people they don't have any alternative right now so mm-hmm. they obviously what the weather they're like what are you gonna what am i gonna do man like worry about that shit i'm not gonna worry about it mm-hmm. you know i'm just gonna keep living my life if i can you know and just not worry about it <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. what most people do if they have no other alternative you know which yeah. what people do not you yeah. know that's what we need a party yeah <laughs> that's why we need to get it organized mm-hmm Talking about COVID. I see I feel like things have changed this year, you know? Uh-huh. At least the material conditions of like where we were in twenty nineteen 
late 2019 to where we are now at late 2020 you know i feel like we're we're heading towards a trajectory a new trajectory like like well this trajectory was like already happening like years past but the trajectory of the of like the decline of the united states has like accelerated this year oh yeah definitely yeah like america has become less legitimate yeah people are definitely i think people are definitely thinking that like like the government institutions are less legitimate nowadays Mm -hmm. sure and like one aspect of it is like just like the narratives that the united states talks about the first one that we want to talk about is china Mm -hmm. and like how they handled covid19 and like people are like talking about like initially oh this is china's fault china suppressed the virus china made this virus in a lab and etc etc i mean because donald trump was pushing the whole narrative you know and it was pretty obvious from the beginning since china releasing the information about their uh the virus pretty yeah pretty, pretty early. early yeah uh, like the whole genome like immediately yeah so i uh I just saw like people saying that uh, that delayed things, but then like things were still delayed even after we knew that it was airborne and all that shit. It was still like we were still doing nothing about it. So yeah, we're we've basically done nothing. <laughs> but <clears throat> just like debunking like the original points, like since mid December, the Chinese government has like research and investigate this night like this suspicious pneumonia like virus they that's they didn't say it was like co- like this is a novel virus and yeah i mean like if, if they didn't know what it was how the fuck are they gonna tell you yeah what how, it is? how are they gonna so, respond yeah so how are they gonna tell you what it is if they don't know what it is but Either. but yeah like you know they knew it was a new virus and, and that it was causing some like uh respiratory things yeah like and like how even though it was a new virus they didn't like they didn't they were still very they were acting with deliberation they they were very transparent since when they first found out when they first discovered the virus ever since january 1st they've been in contact with the with the who and they've They've been very much transparent and transparent to the rest of the world. And, like, that's completely contrary to, like, the whole narrative that the Western media has been trying to say, like, oh, China, they, they've been, like, they've been suppressing information. For example, the, that doctor that people are, like, talking about, like, oh, this doctor was trying to release about COVID before COVID was, was even released. But in actuality, this doctor, the name with the name of Li Wenliang, was he was announcing that this was SARS, the the other respiratory disease that was in in Asia like years past, and that's that was incorrect, and he was reprimanded by the government, and he was later released, but and later continued working, but. Another interesting thing that people don't talk about is that there's this other doctor in the, in the Hubei province that her name of Dr. Shang Xinjiang, and she 
was actually the first doctor that like encountered with like patients that had like covid like conditions they didn't know it was covid at the time but she basically treated that person like that those people and she she acted she didn't she didn't spread misinformation that's why she never got in trouble but speaking back to lee dr lee he he was later released he was acquitted he was he got slapped in the wrist and he continued working as a doctor but unfortunately he did get covid and he did pass away but the government commemorated his service and and honored him for his work that he did which is something that america does not do to their own workers that's true so like yeah, it's just, it's just it really frustrates me when people don't hear this. They and they spew all this bullshit. Yeah, the whole thing about that it was made in the in the lab was kind of bizarre. It's weird. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's just crazy to me. It's fucked up because like people died. Yeah, and these people in the West are like, oh, they they created this virus in the lab in order to. It just doesn't even make sense, right? Like, uh, like how can you even control where the virus is going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, can you even know that you're going to be able to control it in your own country and all this other shit, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Exactly. But bridging from this, this is this just seems like these attempts of, like, delegitimizing China is just rooted from, like, the yellow peril narrative that America and most Western countries have had for years. Yeah, I mean, I I see it more as like them trying to do this. I mean, they they've been trying to do the same thing forever, um, because they have like you know, uh, interests in uh, China. Yeah, resources, yeah. you know, and other shit. So China's just an interesting case because like they are doing all this, like they're doing all this work. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But, like, the United States, people nonsensically are just just going anti-China, anti-anything that is related to their country. And it's, it's, it's a bipartisan push. Like, well, you know, people are, like, like talking about how um, China, like, Trump is, like, spreading this this anti-china narrative just look at how the democrats yeah biden's doing the same thing yeah biden's doing the same thing but like if you look at just like how the democrats were talking about like hong kong or the the uyghurs or recently how yeah i mean yeah both parties have very much the same uh, yeah they uh foreign policy but Mm -hmm. that's because they have the same like group of advisors that i mean same group of donors too it's also (laughs) because they're part of the same empire. It's not like they are like ideologically uh, aligned here. It's that they're like materially aligned here. You know, they they both yeah are feeding from the same trough. You know, yeah. They they they, they don't they don't really they 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 I I think like they they spew all this ideology, but that's just cover for what they want to do because of money. You know, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, so like i like i it's like really they're using all this like xenophobia and ye- yellow peril shit because like the general population is pretty racist i guess 
at least in America. I don't know about like that's I guess not the general population because I mean, I guess most mostly white people. No. No, I yeah. I would not say that. That's I feel like I wouldn't blame the people for for falling to that narrative because because that's just the western idea. That's what do you mean? Like orientalism. The west, the east, the very foreign east. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're treacherous people. They that's something that's rooted in the western ideology. Moving to another country that the United States is um, trying to legitimize is Venezuela. And this year, I if this this honestly feels like a long time ago, but like that coup attempt that Operation Gideon where like a bunch of like private military people contractors. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a group of green berets tried to like reattempt like Bay of Pigs literally. It was so dumb. And it ended. It ended exactly like the Bay of Pigs, and like, I mean, it was it was even more humiliating. Yeah, it was even more humiliating because because like, they didn't even have like an actual battle. Exactly, there was not even an actual battle. There was just like fishermen spotted them, and then they got arrested. <laughs> That's all that happened. Like, they even killed one of the guys, right? They killed someone. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know, but that shit was funny. But yeah, like. It's it looks so pathetic when it happened and like how Maduro like responded to and just like showed their passports on TV. Oh yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> that's just like so good. Such a golden moment. I mean I don't know what the fuck with that that whole thing was about. <laughs> that was uh ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just kind of shows like the sort of decline of the empire, you know, of what stage we're in. Um these far-fetched attempts of like trying to reestablish power yeah Yeah. it's like they're trying to put like they try they obviously try to take uh advantage of the whole covid situation yeah by doing this uh was this before COVID, or was it after do you remember i don't remember but either way just ridiculous yeah and like uh, they, I mean, just as COVID started, they did a whole new round of like sanctions against a bunch of people, mm-hmm. Iran, Venezuela, and all. This. So like they were obviously trying to like use this as an opportunity to like try to take control, more control, more imperial yeah. power. Uh, but like they, even with the whole crisis, they weren't successful. So like it just shows like that they're sort of declining in in their ability to do this shit. I agree. Like, the it's it was it just seemed very pathetic. <laughs> it, it was just very pathetic, like yeah. how it how it came through. So dumb. Another aspect of another thing that happened in Venezuela, and it was much more recent, was the elections. And like, when I first heard the elections, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna do the exact same thing they did back in 2018." the the west is gonna be like oh we're gonna we're gonna be investigating and then in the last minute they like completely said that oh we're not gonna we're not gonna monitor and then like they they, <laughs> they basically said the same thing oh because we didn't monitor hey this election is illegitimate but like you can see that because it's such a big victory literally PSUV got 60 plus percent yeah like how, how <laughs> Like there, I don't think I don't think there's gonna be like a near response of like how they tried to 
they tried to basically remove the government mm-hmm. it, like two times in a row and of them trying to meddle and like yeah i mean they got crushed the opposition there's literally they have like zero legit legitimacy in venezuela so there's like impossible for them to take over really everybody will know uh <clears throat> it's fake bullshit um <clears throat> and it's like yeah they try to do the same shit they do you know the white boycott uh the fucking elections uh and they just lost. I mean, that's like that. That's just sort of settles it. And then I, I don't think they're gonna try anything other than like actual like fucking like military strikes and more sanctions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that. That's the only two cards left. They really have like the opposition has no credibility inside the country. So like, it's not like they can use that unless they can like start using a different uh, vector. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a different party, maybe they'll try to probably create a new party or some shit. But yeah, but that's they're 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 probably not gonna like have success <laughs> either that way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's done. Uh I think from now on we definitely uh gonna see like the decline of like the U.S. and like the rise of China. Well, speaking about Venezuela, let's go down a little bit more south and to Bolivia. The reemergence of Movimiento a Socialismo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a whole year of like the coup and like the dictatorship over there by Agnes. And like people were just mobilizing and just like. Yeah, there was like hella <clears throat> like strikes. Yeah. There was armed sections of like uh fucking of the movement. Like opening to draining to like fucking start doing war and shit. Um, if there wasn't like re elections and shit, like there was like real fucking mobilization, you know? Yeah. Uh, which I thought was funny because like the CPUSA tweeted like double down on their like electoralism strategy when oh the mass, <laughs> when mass uh, got their, the won the re election saying that you can't be fascism with voting. And then, which is just totally <laughs> not the same fucking thing as like what we have here in the U.S. You know, and it's not yeah, the, yeah. it's not the same fucking thing. And 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 fascism hasn't been eliminated because like if you see the president that was elected, Luis Arce, mm-hmm. he they literally tried to kill him after. Yeah, they tried to assassinate. They tried to bomb him, and like he was fine. But like fascism is still present in the country, so like yeah. that's just ridiculous to say that yeah and it's not the same conditions it's not the same conditions at all at all (laughs) but it's so funny dude i was laughing so much when i saw that tweet Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god cringe you busted cringe cpusa (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah oh man but i mean i just i i love bolivia i love evo he's already back in the country um uh i put here like it just like it just highlights how even being peaceful doing the best you can with your country's resources and shit you know in the face of like u.s imperialism 
Like he did so much good for like the indigenous people of Bolivia and shit. And then he's still like a fucking liberals here in the U.S. still fall for the bullshit of like, oh yeah, he's like, he's like bad for the environment, you know. He's a dictator. He's, he's a dictator. He's literally- it's like I was like, what the fuck are you people talking about? Like, have you not been paying attention to what's going on in Bolivia at all ever? It, it was crazy. They they literally did everything that they say that they should do. They had a clean election. They they had a Western and observe Western organizations observing and like seeing all that. And they still they still fall for this shit. I know, it's ridiculous. I don't understand it. But you know, it's you get. But I mean, at least uh, we'll see how Luis Arce goes. Um, he sounds like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they can get their military um, under control. Uh, yeah. They just won like the legislature back too, right? I think so. Yeah. So. Uh, looking forward to more news on Bolivia, to be honest. So another aspect of 2020 has been the heightening of just global contradictions. And the first one is the environment. Hmm. Do you remember like beginning of this year, like the Australian wildfires? Yeah. And like all those pictures of like having red skies and like, just like all the all the animals getting yeah, all the animals getting killed. burned and yeah. shit. So sad. And like people yeah. are like, wow, that is crazy. That that like I've never would have thought that we would see that again. But it happened again. Yeah. In California. California. So like and like those pictures just like And they're so similar, right? Like um and like I saw no one in the media connecting the two wildfires, you know? Exactly. No one was talking about, like, oh, yeah, this has been a year of wildfire, like, crazy, crazy wildfires, you know? Mm-hmm. They talk about it, oh, yeah, this year in California, there was a crazy wildfire. But they don't connect it to how there was crazy wildfire earlier in the year in, in fucking Australia, you know? And there's, there's also other wildfires, like, all throughout the world. Yeah. I remember there's like, this account, like, there was, like, a wildfire in, like, Russia. What the fuck? <laughs> And, like, that's just crazy. Like, imagine, because, like, here in Arizona. Like, I mean, like, just look here. It was fucking, it was, uh, there was wildfire here. Yeah, we, we got a bunch of them. We had a bunch of them. Uh, And it was hot forever <laughs> to this year. And it's going to be hot forever next year. It was great. I don't know. It's getting worse. I mean, we see these wildfires, but, like, I, I feel like uh, that's not so, like, so bad. Uh, but... It is an omen. It is yeah. telling us that. What's coming. Uh, yeah, what's coming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you see all these migration patterns where, like, people are having to leave uh, their homes. And, I mean, we're probably going to start seeing some of that. Yeah. Just within the U.S., you know, people moving from to different states because of, like, how sh- fucking wildfires are. Yeah, and, and climate. Just And climate. It's very much related to, like, like the hurricanes that happen in, in Central America, like, like Hurricane Iota and Etha, and like which struck like all the the Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and other parts, and just like that, like it's it's the these these like climate issues have been happening in that region for for decades. Yeah, 
and like i mean even uh the other like uh yearly storms like el nino and shit yeah they gotten so much bigger mm-hmm. uh i know that in where i'm from uh there was like so much more flooding this year than there was last year um and yeah. i mean it's like you know you see everything is getting like more extreme every year yeah and, and it's like uh like people gotta start realizing i mean i think people realize but they there's just nothing that we can do at the moment you know <laughs> like until we have like a, a like good alternative and some people power, <laughs> like the people are just gonna be pretty disillusioned. I think I don't mm-hmm. know for sure. That's that's definitely normal. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna start seeing way more refugee crises. Yes, for sure. I mean, just think about all the refugee crises that have been from Africa to mm-hmm. uh, Europe, like all the fucking and from like all the refugee crises in Syria that and, re- and like and like the whole caravan that happened like happened here like you central america ha- was having a drought yeah and that caused a lot of like obviously like vegetation like agriculture issues and people lost a lot of jobs and they had to just move because they don't have a place to work and you know mm-hmm. how our country responded yeah and you know how you europe responded towards the africans that yep I mean, all these droughts are caused by like first, by first, the first, uh, world. first world nations, yeah, destroying the environment over the last yeah. hundred years. I mean, if you look at historical emissions, it's like eighty, ninety percent of the emissions are from by like Europe and the U.S. and like Western nations. You know, like that's what caused climate change. All these like historical, like the accumulated uh, greenhouse gases from like these all the industrial all industrialization. You know. Like, um, it's just ridiculous, um, to blame, like, uh, you know, these people from moving, like, from shit that they had no control over. Yeah, for sure. And that, not only that they, they didn't cause, but, like, that we caused, like, in these nations, like, these, these fucking countries, uh, like, the U.S. are the, the fucking countries that caused this fucking disaster, and, like, we don't let people come here. Yeah. Where we benefited from all the fucking fucking ecological disaster. And also in other things that happen that like our response, our logic, like the liberal logic, people think that, oh, in order to fight climate change, we should uh we should we should switch to electric cars. We should use much more lithium. But like they in to do that, you have to do more imperialism. You have to do much more extraction from the from the global south, which is completely antithetical. Like it's mm-hmm. not it, it's not gonna you're not fucking fixing anything. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just crazy. It's crazy, man. Another contradiction are racial issues. Yeah, and I mean we saw BLM go sort of global. Yeah. Uh, I, I never would have like when i first like saw it national like all 50 states like mobilizing i was like holy shit yeah never would have imagined this it really it really made me realize like wow man there's there, there was poss- there's possibility of change happening in society if people are exposed and understand like the conditions but like damn the f- 
damn the liberal party. The liberals, <laughs> the liberals always fuck everything up. And they basically appropriated their messaging and said, hey, you want to fix all these issues, all these racial issues? Vote for the Democratic Party. Vote for vote in the next election. Do these these incremental changes that that people have been doing for decades and nothing has changed. Like, yeah, the call for reform is like pretty sad. Uh, from pretty much every single politician out there, uh, try to say, "Oh no, defund the police means something." else not really oh, it's gonna the cause police. it's gonna cause like anarchy in society and like yeah. so crazy uh but yeah i mean it does trigger both liberals and conservatives it's kind of wild like uh, like defund the police is like out of all the messaging that was around blm like defund the police you can say was the most revolutionary like i mean it was the most a- like actionable thing you know like something that c- people can actually like we'll do actually some good, you know. Yeah, it has police. it has it has a material impact. Yeah, it has material impact, and unlike all this other bullshit that they try to do, like you know, in like computer science, in like software engineering, they try to change a bunch of the names. Oh, like even coding concepts uh, in universities um, were tr- were be- being tried to change mm-hmm. because they use sort of like the slave master. Uh, oh yeah, direct, yeah, uh, yeah, sort of uh, uh, nomenclature. Yeah, and uh, like they changed like a bunch of like, uh, they canceled a bunch of shows. They like took off a bunch of episodes yeah. off the air, a bunch of bullshit like that. And like, I I feel like those those stuff is sort of coordinated just to make it seem like that's what people were asking for, you know. And it's like, oh, you know, see, they're just asking for sort of bullshit stuff like this. And it's like, nah, that's not what people were asking for. That's just what people heard, I guess. Yeah, from like. From like the the distorted liberal eye, you can that that makes sense because like n- when you're on like CNN or all that bullshit, you see all oh, these people are rioting in the streets. Oh, there's chaos and these people they don't they don't talk about like oh they they'll, they'll obviously will never platform like a person that is very much revolutionary. So like. From the liberal perspective, it makes sense why, oh, these little changes, these little immaterial changes in, in like in culture, will like will deliver. But like, yeah, it's I frustrating. Mean, it, it is frustrating because like you see that like those are the only changes that are, they get through, and they those things never change anything. Mm-hmm. They never have. Uh, so actually actually there are changes and it's how p like how the go like how how um the state is becoming even more militant against protesters like for instance right here in, in arizona there was protesters that were from like that were protesting about george floyd that were charged for gang related activity Oh, something yeah. something that never happens yeah like it it it's i don't i don't I'm, I'm not sure what really happened with the with the case but like holy shit just imagine just like it that just that just opens another realm of possibilities 
Like yeah. if you, like if you try to protest for not even revolutionary things, because I would I would assume that those people aren't like anarchists or like like outspoken like like Marxists. No, it was just regular people out there pro- protesting against racism and yeah. against the police, and uh, a lot of them did get charged with like some crazy shit, like gang related activities. Uh, I know some other ones uh, got um, like stuck with like fucking like even uh, felonies and shit, you know, yeah. which is crazy. Um, oh, recently you have like cops like threatening to shoot uh, the the mayor. They were like, well, if they defund us, well, I'm just going to go and shoot the mayor. Like, mm-hmm. they, she's the first on my list. And they even know who it was. Like, he did it openly out loud, and everybody was like, ah, oh, he's just kidding. And like, <laughs> like, no, he's not fucking kidding. Like, <laughs> like uh, cops have done this before, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they've, they've shot mayors, they've shot, like, uh, people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this happened, like, like in New York, like um, I re- I remember like the the mayor of New York, De Blasio, like they they literally extorted De Blasio's son, and they threatened, hey, De Blasio, if you want to do changes, well, well, it has to be at risk of like they literally, it, it literally, it's it seemed like mafia shit. Literally, I mean, it is mafia shit. That's, yeah, they, I mean, they are a gang themselves. Yes, you know, yes, the police are literally the actual like the gangs. biggest gang. Yeah, the biggest gang, the gangs that actually cause trouble to society. But yeah, I was like I was saying, it, it's like a global movement, and like which actually like I think it highlights like just the settler nature of a lot of like countries. Yeah, of all you know, people. and like this is like something that like people see like all, all over the world. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, you can tell, you can say that it, it really is like, uh, it shows how uh, capitalism, you know, kind of installs these conditions on everybody, basically. Well, in order to uh, fix all these problems, fix all of our material conditions, the government has done jack shit. Yeah. And, um, They've literally, like, speaking about, like, the stimulus, well, like, the stimulus that's coming out soon, like, like, the $2,000, like... We're not even getting $2,000. We don't even... I doubt... I doubt... We don't even know if it's going to pass. I don't... I I, I 100% doubt it's going to pass. But, like... They might get a vote on it. I know mm -hmm. that, like, Mitch McConnell doesn't want to vote on it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I know that Bernie Sanders is doing like the whole fucking uh, like filibuster until they vote on it. Mm-hmm. But even if they vote on it, it's gonna fail. I think it's gonna fail. I, I yeah, honestly. I feel I feel like um, like literally, there's the like the conservative like the Democrats. There's gonna be some Democrats that are like against it. There's gonna be some Democrats that are against it. Even even if the Georgia Republicans that are uh, I've heard are for it i don't think there's enough democrats that are for it yeah i don't think there's enough democrats that are for it exactly so like i'm just like and then, and this is just like this is like just the cherry on the top of how pathetic this government has responded <laughs> to just covid yeah literally two thousand dollars it's just two thousand dollars 
literally no, 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 it's so crazy because like they've given they've given away so much more money already to the corporations and shit like and the military in the military i i like i remember earlier in this pandemic like like, and not only that, I mean, they closed. They, they, they. A bunch of businesses had to close down. Yeah. Uh, which made like Amazon and like all these huge corporations even bigger because yeah, they, they didn't just, have to close down. It's just ridiculous. Or if they had to close down, like they had the capital. It's well, ridiculous. And just like the need, like the structural need for this economy to make people risk their lives, like. Just like the whole discussion around essential work, we already know like a lot of these jobs are essential for society, and mm-hmm. it's the it's like the positions of the world, the cashiers, all the service workers, all the the most necessary parts of society that are treated most shit. People perceive the most lowest in society are perceived now as essential, and like those those people have to risk their lives. At expense of people that are literally just like not really contributing to society. Yeah, that we're just staying home, not doing shit. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit, man. Uh, and all these people are like getting so much more money. Wild. <sighs> but you know, that's freedom. That's <laughs> US freedom. It's freedom. Essential work. All right. Well, in confronting all these issues, like we've mentioned before, uh, people have encountered all these problems using electoralism. And if you have not come out of these, this recent election, like realizing how fucking just useless, useless this, this, these, this whole election process, the, the dependence, I don't, I, 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 I literally like when liberals talk about like, how oh <coughs> we're gonna these next couple years with biden oh it's gonna be great we're not gonna have this this like a lot of our problems are gonna be gone the, the yellow the it's yellow, so weird seeing actually that like there, there's actual people out there that think that way yes it's but like i, I feel like there's like <laughs> i mean those are the most vocal the most vocal people but like uh, i mean there's thousands of people out there like that you know but i feel like there's like a tiny minority of the population most of the population i agree with like uh sort of the cbp here the communist party of the philippines that most people voted for biden because they were just like done with trump you know and that's um obvious because yeah yeah that's obviously true because even republicans voted for biden you know but it, they, but even even if they voted yeah. down ballot for yeah. Republicans, Republicans yeah. you know, which is which is means that like uh, Biden really won mostly because you know uh, the BLM protests mobilized a lot of people to come COVID. out and vote. It, uh, COVID li- literally, you can say, delegitimized Trump. Yeah, COVID totally fucked Trump over. Like if COVID never happened. Uh, I don't know if Biden would be president. Yeah, if COVID didn't happen, I don't know if Biden would be president because all those like, because Biden basically didn't campaign. Didn't he didn't promise anything? No, he was basically gonna he was say just, he was just he was basically saying it's me or Trump. You know, <laughs> both. If you're not voting for me, you're voting for Trump. Uh, that's like that was his whole campaign. Yeah. So, uh, 
Like he wasn't promising anybody anything, you know. So if people were not mobilized because of like George Floyd protests, you know, BLM and and COVID, Biden would have gotten fucking wiped off the fucking the face of the mm -hmm. map. It would have been a a fucking uh, a Trump victory, hundred percent, uh, which would have been pretty bad, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean. It's still pretty bad now. <laughs> it's not like uh, fucking Biden is gonna do anything to help anybody. Mm -hmm. He was against the two thousand dollar, the twelve hundred dollar check. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was against it. So like, like, like come on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like we mentioned before, like a big discussion, like a big talking point people were talking about in the in the election cycle. Like, oh, you have to vote fascism out we gotta we gotta we gotta i hated that line too know, because like uh like trump's <laughs> not even a fascist like he's, he's a just fucking he's just dumbass. A, he's just a fucking opportunist like yeah idiot like you know like and he's, he's not just, in... he's just doing what best suits him like he's not really like i you could claim that a fascist does that but a fascist has an ideology which lets him like put like the whole state apparatus behind yes, him, you know. Yes. Which Trump doesn't. He doesn't have an ideology. No. He just has. He he has like whatever fucking like I can fucking make moves to make money. That's what I'm gonna do. Like he's just a capitalist. Uh, fucking uh uh, what's it called? A capitalist uh opportunist. Yeah, capitalist you know? opportunity. Yeah, that's all he is. That's all he was. He wasn't a fucking a fucking fascist. Some of the people are surrounding him. Are, definitely fascists yeah but yeah but like the things that people said that trump was like fascist about like immigration and like how he was basically handling imperialism like biden wants to do the same thing yeah he wants to do the same shit but he's but he's just not as vocal about it yeah i mean he already he already said that he's not gonna roll back all the immigration shit that uh trump did day one yeah like then why what like Rolling back means going back to the stuff that you 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 installed, like you set up. You know, you don't want to go back to at least that level. You want to keep some of the stuff that he did. It doesn't make any sense. I. It's just like it's because he wants to do that. He wanted mm -hmm. to do that stuff already. You know. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Literally, Joe Biden said this to his to a group of rich donors. Nothing would fundamentally change yeah and that is literally what's going to happen <laughs> nothing will fundamentally change yeah at least in the mode that the they operate i guess you know yeah. but shit is gonna change i mean it's gonna get a lot worse yeah well, <laughs> for well, people yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> their economic situation is gonna get worse for sure under biden because he's not gonna do anything mm -hmm. which means the inequality will keep increasing which means the poor will get poorer and like, not well. Just to bag on a little bit on liberals, it's like they're gonna, they're gonna obviously gonna hibernate during these upcoming years, and like, well, yeah. I mean, the section of the population that has it good right yeah. now is gonna keep having their well good right now uh, in the foreseeable future. So they're not just not gonna see, mm -hmm. you know. And this this country is all fucking cut up it's divided it's like uh what's it called you don't see the stark differences 
as much as you do in like in other countries mm-hmm. you know like in in <clears throat> in uh in mexico you you'd have a wall and from on one side of the wall it'd be like super poverty and mm-hmm. then on the other side it'd be like super nice rich mm-hmm. like you don't have that here like all the rich people are like move away super far you know <laughs> and they hide uh so like uh a lot of people yeah yeah, a lot of people are like don't see they just don't see the poverty it's crazy yeah that's that's a good point yeah i didn't Mm -hmm. think about that but like and another another aspect of like electoralism is like the burning movement social the the attempt of imposing social democracy or democratic socialism and but like how bernie just like he was trying to do that like like during like the the primary how he was like trying to um basically start like a political revolution but like he was literally kissing biden's ass the whole time he was never critical he never really wanted to challenge the establishment and that and like and that that just him not challenging the establishment him challenging these bougie ass motherfuckers like yeah. it, it just shows how how impotent is the progressive the quote-unquote progressive movement is in the dnc yeah i mean it's because they they're like they don't want to destroy the system right they they want they i mean bernie has said that he's not like anti-capitalist or at least aoc has said that she's not talking about Venezuela. She's talking more about uh, fucking Scandinavia. Scandinavia, which is just another capitalist, you know, state or whatever. Another uh, capitalist country. That another capitalist country. Um, so like they they really don't want to um, change the way things are. They just wanted to uh, be for it to be more nice, I guess people you know they want to fix up they want to make it look they want to fix up capitalism they don't yeah, wanna, yeah. they don't want to they don't want to challenge the extractive mechanisms that yeah make their situation very nice yeah and it, and like and because of this you know they they believe i think it's like an ideological thing i don't think they're really looking at it uh in a way where they're like uh oh yeah you know i i don't want to destroy capitalism because it benefits me uh, I think they're just like yeah. they're like ideological about it. Or like, well, you know, like these are people too. You know, uh, we can't just like kill them. We can't just like you know not listen to what their opinions are either. You know, so they 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 have this like sort of innate need to like you know compromise, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, the other side just doesn't. You know, they they don't want to compromise no matter what. What about the whole matter with Jimmy Dore? Yeah, I mean, he's right. Uh, AOC, I mean, it shows it shows the like how you're totally handicapped by participating in the system. Mm-hmm. You know, because the progressive movement, like all the all these people, like uh, AOC and stuff, the reason is very clear that the reason they don't want to do this is because they'll have to go against Nancy Pelosi. So they they probably gonna lose a lot of clout with her, you know, a lot of uh, points. They're not which willing, means they're not willing to put themselves on the line because because they're gonna lose their lofty position. They're gonna lose their lofty job if they challenge her. 
they're gonna be voted out if they stand up for what they proclaim to stand for and yeah i mean that's what happens you know the only way to make changes in that and the system that they have right now is to make backroom deals with like all these fucking people that are the leadership of the party yeah you know and once you make those deals then you can't really fight for other shit you know yeah and so when people push you on like well fuck you know we we have all this stuff like uh this emergency is happening so you have to fight for this other thing now more than ever. They're like, well, we I can't really move on that because of this, because of that, you know. But really, it's because they have they already locked in what they wanted, you know, at least for this quote unquote session, and they can't be moved on that, or they're gonna lose all everything that they think they have, you know. Yeah. And like it just like you become part of the system, you know. The only way to make changes is to make backroom deals. Once you make backroom deals. You can be called out and you lose all your fucking credibility. Yeah. You know? And you can't actually fight for things that people want you to fight, you know? You you become immune to the pressure from the people that you're supposed to represent. Instead of becoming uh, you know, a voice for them, you become you, you start getting in opposition and they this just all falls apart. And it's just what happens. You she's just gonna become another fucking corporate dem. Yeah. Like the rest of them. It just highlights the fires that is electoralism like yeah one thing that really like because i was thinking one thing about like the potential a potential silver lining of like this whole democratic administration is like is like we will finally know which side are you on like we will know which people that are fighting for these fighting for black lives matter fighting for issues of people of color for working class interests like we will finally know if they're truly on their side or they're against them Mm -hmm. like because because they're gonna be like oh well um we'll just we'll just look for biden to do this this x y and z these reforms that are gonna somehow fix these issues that have never been addressed Mm-hmm. we will finally see who is truly against like the ownership class and like elites and just like actual like actually give a shit about problems yeah but i feel like it's still gonna be like wishful thinking because like black lives matter during obama the people that organized like the the ferguson protests they they mysteriously all disappeared or killed okay. themselves afterwards yeah. so like who knows what's gonna happen i i find more hope in other parts of the world mm-hmm. and a testament of like having more hope in other parts of the world is how socialism has responded towards covid19 and you can just see this by like how china how China, like we mentioned before, how China has responded towards COVID and how they made, they publicly released the virus sequence to make it easier for other countries to develop a vaccine. And we would have not had the vaccine this quickly without the help of China. You, We all know that. We yep, all know that. That's true. If, you, if you're not saying that, if you're saying that 
China, China is like uh, they're, they're making this much more difficult for us. You're fucking lying. All right, and also China prioritizing Africa and and because China wants to vaccine, they they're gonna help. I mean, spread they, vaccines throughout the whole world. Yeah, unlike the United States. Yep. we are trying to patent all of our vaccines and trying to profit off of it. Yep. China is literally is trying to reach out to the rest of the world and help them. And they're prioritizing Africa, but like they're doing that all over the world. And that I mean, just shows Yeah. That just shows how like how resilient and how beneficial socialism is to actual interests of the working class. The yeah. People of the oppressed world. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even when the the whole COVID thing started, China like suspended a bunch of like uh, loans to yeah African countries that they yeah. had, and uh, and some of them they just like they waved it off. Yeah, know? some of them even they they even uh, totally waved off the the rest of the loan and shit. Yeah, it's just crazy. The U.S. never does that. Mm-mm. The IMF never does that. Mm-mm. The World Bank never does that. Nope. Not a single fucking time have they done that. Yeah, like I mean, and then you see a Vietnam. They they handle it perfectly from they, the beginning. They it perfectly yeah. from the beginning. It was like fucking perfect. They they had so few deaths. Like I think for the longest they had zero deaths. Yes, for a long like when they had their first death, like it, it was, was like, like a, a foreigner. Deal. Yeah, it was, it was like a foreigner deal. guy. It was like somebody that came in, right? I'm not, I'm not sure. But I don't like, remember, but but like it was a big deal when one person died there. So crazy. Like we are so numb. When like three thousand people die daily, but like when one person died there, like it was a <laughs> big deal, and like how Cuba, how Cuba like handled the whole situation, like Cuba's different from Vietnam and China because like they never had like a SARS or some mm-hmm. some some like big widespread pandemic. widespread like respiratory disease pan- yeah. like epidemic like. They never had that experience. Not only that, they have way less resources. Yes, and they responded very well. Yeah. So, like, having good ties with China, they, they handled it very well. And that just goes to show socialism is the answer. I mean, yeah. Like, if this, if this does not tell you anything, in the most precarious situation, we're going to have many more of these situations where, like, pandemic because of, like, of of um factory farming and like just just all that shit that we do to this world if this does not tell you that socialism is the only answer i don't know what and this basically just goes to show like what was the country that did this what was the country that aided that had most resilience towards covid that literally made covid not as bad as it could have been. It's China. It's China. If China never did, if China never released the 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 sequence early, if China never responded how they responded in their country in Wuhan and the Ubai province and just their internationalist attitude towards COVID, we would have never. We, this would have been much worse. It's true. And like proves that just goes to show like China actually gives a shit about its people. Something not related to COVID, they literally eliminated or nearly eliminated absolute poverty. 
we were talking about earlier like oh shit it's gonna be so bad for climate change here mm-hmm. they're literally doing so much they're literally plant they're doing reforestation they're they're literally a trailblazer in the world in like in renewable resources and they are doing they're doing all what they could do like if i mean they are doing the most uh out of any country yes um which which is really good i mean we're in turn they're historically they're like i was saying earlier like uh, historically they're not even responsible for climate change mm-hmm. uh really um and people still try to pin like uh, yeah people are still trying to pin on them because they have the most uh emissions yeah. uh, uh but not per capita so. not per capita but in terms of total because they have like a billion people you know yeah. um uh but <clears throat> Historically, the China ha- doesn't really have um, like that much emissions, and the emissions historically is what has caused, you know, um, climate change. And that's basically eighty, ninety percent on the West. And yet, China's the one that's doing the most to try to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, which just goes to show the failure that capitalism is, because it's literally impossible for these other countries to change course. Or, you know, they risk destroying their economies mm-hmm. because their economies are, you know, uh, totally beholden to the, the most rich people, you know, totally decentralized Yeah, in a way. It just shows the total lack of, like, organization, really, in, on the societal level that capitalism brings, you mm-hmm. know? Like, the the central goal of capitalism to, like, to deliver profit from every aspect that isn't gonna like when it comes to very life-threatening situations that's not like that's not the purpose of capitalism capitalism that is not like capitalism its goal is to make as much profit as possible and like the the patenting and the the like the whole thing with the vaccine that just goes to show that even in the most drastic situations where people are literally dying we have to still find a way to get more profit from from every aspect of society. Yeah. And that's just not only that just shows how unstable capitalism is, it just shows how fucked up things are that we have to literally adapt to these conditions that this this economic system that that has been imposed by us for not that long yeah it's not even that long so but like china like this is one thing that people always talk about like china oh i don't know about china i they they have that situation in and like with the uyghur quote-unquote concentration and concentration camps or like what's happening in hong kong but like if you do your research i encourage you listener to <laughs> to look up to, to um, Google Chiao Collective, go on the gray zone or just watch this, this YouTuber called Bay Area 415. Just look at the, the information they have about these matters and you will realize how biased and incorrect our narrative mm-hmm. is in the United States. China is not a perfect country. We know that. Yep. But no country is. No country has ever been a perfect country. But... They're like, China, they have billionaires. Yes, there's still poverty. But like, 
They're building towards a better society. What is the United States doing? What is the United States doing in trying to address climate change and trying to address COVID and trying to address poverty? They're not doing jack shit. China is not a struggle from this monolithic CPC or the West, the West says CCP. It's from the masses. If there was a literally dystopian society in China, rationally, people would think, hey, people would come up and rise up against the government. That just makes sense. In human history, when there's like extreme conditions, people rise up to the occasion. Yeah. But that's not what's happening in China. There's people, like zero social unrest in China. And when there is unrest, the people, the, the government literally works and tries to tries to address the situation, unlike the fucking United States of America. So the Chinese people are self-determining their government. And we in the West must respect that. Because like every country should have that ability to do that. And due to like the material impact that the West can have, especially here in the United States, any form of bad faith criticism of China is just going to further legitimize an armed conflict between the two countries. Mm-hmm. And not only principled socialists, but anybody who gives a shit about others does not want another Cold War. All right? So, like, yes, America is so desensitized by the concept of war, but we cannot let this happen. Any form of confrontation between these two countries will result into working class blood loss. And that should never be tolerated. All right. So just to wrap up this episode, good stuff. What are some lessons that we've learned in 2020? Uh, well, or like lessons, like things that we, because like we want us to us to like, we've already like, we already have these opinions, yeah. but like 2020 has highlighted many things. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is that capitalism cannot persist. I mean, the U S is in shambles because of it. Um, thanks to the COVID crisis um, and what's that caused and the underlying economic factors, you know, the country. Um, I mean, and it's going to get worse. That's what capitalism does, you know. It's going to get worse. And we need to have a society that gives a shit about about its people. That- yeah. I mean, and the only way we can bring that, I think we said that already, is, you know, socialism. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think specifically Marxism, Leninism is the way to get there. But, you know, other people have other ideas, whatever. But socialism, for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What else to add? Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, in terms of lessons, in terms of personal lessons, you know, it's just the really importance of uh, understanding, like having a way to understand, like, what is, what your material conditions are, you know, mm-hmm. which is why, I, you know, I... I like Marxism, Leninism, which because it's a way to understand, you know, what's going on in, in terms of your oppression, you know. I think it just highlights the importance of having that and the importance of being in an organization. I yeah. Think. These countries that have, re- like, have responded well and towards this, like, this pandemic, they, they're very organized. They had, they, for, like, China or, like, Cuba or, like, Vietnam, like, they have had decades of history of just them trying to organize their society 
and to coordinate themselves to benefit as much as people as possible and like organizing is it's 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 fucking hard we we all know that <laughs> it's, it's hard especially here in the united states but like we have to do it we have to do it like we are the only people that like if it's not us then who will it be yeah no. i mean if you don't have an organization around you that thing uh that you think it will be doing good for the people uh join matcha you know uh we're open to it uh at least here in phoenix where can where can people find matcha uh matcha day is you at you know uh in twitter on facebook on okay. instagram so all right uh, i'll put that in the show notes cool <laughs> but yeah um Thank you, Diego, for, for being here. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, it was fun. Yeah? Yeah. It was a long conversation. <laughs> long conversation, but, you know, we made it through. For uh, sure. So, yeah. But, yeah, definitely join an organization. If not Mecha, another one. Ali, but, you know, mutual aid uh, and get to reading. Sure. If you have the time, please leave a review on iTunes. If you want to contact the podcast, just... Just hit me up at THWPod on Twitter or on Instagram. And if you want to email me, it's at theheatwaveaz at gmail.com. And yeah. Alrighty, comrades. That is all. The struggle continues. Solidarity forever. Solidarity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Woo. What the Dame bajo. No van a detenerme Aunque sepan dónde vivo, dónde mi cabeza duerme Pueden controlarme, confundirme, indefenderme Pero no convencerme No van a detenerme Aunque mis fuerzas mermen Somos la miseria que se expande como un germen La clase explotada cada lunes, cada viernes Puedes deportarme, encarcelarme Pero nunca someterme No vas a detenerme Son demasiadas leguas subterráneas como verne Puedes asesinarme, pero nunca detenerme Somos la cara oculta de la luna Descendientes de un esclavo africano Y de un mapuche gente Bomba. Ya no hay manera que nos puedan callar aunque su frontera nos metan murallas Suena la morena, vaya crema de la buena estalla En el cuaderno, Ajá. ninguna zancadilla, ningún policía puerco No van a detenernos, penco Libre yo vengo, aunque las leyes nunca se están hechas para un negro Como un oasis en el desierto, hip hop lo nuestro El boleto que me hace viajar a cualquier puerto Welcome a mi ciudad que también es la tuya No van a detenerme ni en la aduana ni en patrullas No van a convencerme a ver María ni aleluya Si andicito prende el blon para que esto fluya Bomba Niño mi rap no tiene normas, puro flow nota No pueden detener lo que se mueve en el onda Tierra redonda y no saben caminar Es que declaro ningún ser humano es ilegal Vista fija en punto para caminar el bote Mi fuerza de voluntad es mi pasaporte Yo represento al barrio que resiste en mis consortes Desde mi buena vista hasta la zona norte Coge. No van a detenerme, aunque sepan dónde vivo, dónde mi cabeza duerme. Pueden controlarme, confundirme, indefenderme, pero no convencerme. No van a detenerme, aunque mis fuerzas mermen. Somos la miseria que se expande como un germen. La clase explotada cada lunes, cada viernes. Puedes deportarme, encarcelarme, pero nunca someterme. No vas a detenerme, son demasiadas leguas subterráneas como verne. Puedes asesinarme, pero nunca detenerme. Somos la cara oculta de la luna, descendientes, ya sabes dónde vivo. Y no pienso
empiezo a esconderme. Nah. Ya no me para nada, el mundo dando cara yo me hice. Podrá cortar mis ramas, pero nunca mis raíces. No van a detenerme, así lo quise. Por el amor a mi población que me abriga en día crisis. Es vana la rama de darle traba. Al que batalla desde temprano, sea en Santiago o en La Habana. No van a detenerme, pana. Nada me empaña como un pensionado en Chile, un indignado en España. Alista la compostura estricta, literatura invicta. A tu censura pisca, la tierra ayuda, nula posibilidad de alcanzar esta flecha. No van a detenerme nunca, malditos puercos, porque no pueden matar algo que ya ha nacido muerto. Solo soy una mente y un cuerpo, un homo erecto, y mi única virtud es que estoy lleno de defectos. Porque hay demasiada tele, comida mierda por toneles, los políticos jugando con tus cheles. Gente por ser famosa da lo que no tiene, porque el dinero no te cambia, solo demuestra quién eres. No van a detenerme a seres, te lo juro por mis nenes, por mis bombas y las mierdas que contienen. El amor de mi familia son mis bienes. Mis hijos son mi Dios, por eso ni la muerte me detiene ya. Anda al pecho y sin pandillas y sin máscara de gas. ¿Ah? No van a detener a Portabón y a la COSTA, nah. Te lo juro por el ra, si están listos para el cubano y para el chileno de verdad. Avisen si quieren más, avisa si quieren más. No lo van a detener, pero lo pueden intentar, de verdad. Dile, dile, dile.